The Candid Frame is supported by donations by listeners just like you. Help us to bring you great conversations with great photographers. Support the show today with your monthly contribution through our Patreon effort at patreon.com forward slash The Candid Frame or click on the link in the show notes or the website at thecandidframe.com. Thank you. This is Ibarian X, and this is The Candid Frame. Whenever we travel, we have a chance to see and discover new things. Breaking out of our day-to-day routine becomes an invaluable part of life, not only because it gets us out of our daily rut, but it also provides us a much-needed perspective of how we live our lives. This is especially the case when you find yourself in the midst of another culture. But to really experience a place, you have to do more than just book the flight. It's far too easy to travel hundreds if not thousands of miles and simply be a tourist whose experience is superficial. Arriving at a destination, jumping out of a car or bus to make a selfie and then being off to the next location is no way to have a genuine experience. There is something special to be had when you get to experience a new world through the eyes of someone who not only lives there, but who also loves the place. That's Alistair McLaughlin, who, like last week's guest Anton Bozeman, has a passion for the city of Johannesburg, South Africa. Through his images and his stories, I was able to have yet another perspective on a city that is as rich in its beauty as it is in its contradictions. With the help of Alistair, I not only found a unique way of seeing his city, but also my own. Well, thanks for sitting down and talking with me. I really appreciate it, man. Pleasure. Thank you. I have to say, I really, um, I really enjoyed your, your presentation the other day. And it's been really interesting to discover Johannesburg, not only through my own exploration, but through your photographs and Anton's and some of the other people who've, who've presented. And it's been really fascinating to discover the city for the first time in such personal ways. The project that we saw during the presentation was during a time that you lived in an apartment or flat. But you had, were, that was at a point where you were coming back to Johannesburg. Is that right? I came to Johannesburg for the first time in 2000. Okay. Um, I had a, a, a multimedia exhibition and, uh, yeah, just as decided to, to stay on. And you were coming from where? Natal Midlands. I was at university at Peter Marisburg University, um, but I originally grew up in um, north of Pretoria in a, a small town called Harmansgral. So what, what did you expect Johannesburg to be when you first came here? Did you have any sort of expectations, good, bad, or indifferent, about the, the city when you first came here? I didn't have any expectations, but I knew from an early age that I never wanted to live in Johannesburg. (laughs) (laughs) Why why is that? My grandmother used to live in what's now called Midrand, but it's a halfway house. Mm -hmm. So in going to visit her, we used to drive past Johannesburg on the highway quite often. It was just this facade, this um, this silhouette with... um, Back then, I guess the smog wasn't bad. It wasn't something that you could visually, visually 
notice but in comparison to having grown up on on farms mm -hmm. it just seemed so so foreign to me so in terms of a lifestyle choice it just it just it just didn't didn't seem seem like a place i wanted to be and then all of a sudden you find yourself living here yeah <laughs> so how was that transition considering what you were you were coming from well um, it was huge it was um I, i think i think ultimately the curiosity got got, got the better of me The exhibition was uh, a really good process for me. I'd, I'd worked through an experience of having lost lost something quite 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 dear. Um, so it was a, quite a cathartic personal exhibition for me at the time, mm -hmm. and it was something about just having constant contact with 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 people. As an as an introvert and someone having come from a rural area, it it, it wasn't something I sought sought out. I was mm -hmm. quite comfortable with. Being in my own presence, being quiet, having 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 time alone, maybe there was a sense that 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 that, that I, I I needed to put myself out there a bit, okay. but it was just something so 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 foreign that that led me to want to kind of ex explore explore that a bit more. You were taking these Im images from your space, which is elevated and overlooks the street, the buildings. When you when you saw that, was it when you started creating images? Was there an intentionality uh, behind it almost immediately? Or was it sort of like, oh, that looks kind of cool, let me make a couple of pictures, and then it evolved into something else? There was absolutely no intentionality. In a sense, it was the same, same, same idea as, as moving to Johannesburg in the first place. Photography, for me, is, is, is more of a sense of trying to understand a moment, um, keeping it still for long enough to, mm -hmm. so that I can digest it. Um, and I tend to digest things quite slowly yeah i mean i was uh, i was in a foreign foreign place essentially i'd gone from having my feet firmly on the ground to to being up in the air i didn't realize psych psychologically at the time what, what effect that was having mm -hmm. I, i actually remember going to visit my grandmother once and walking in the front door out the back door taking my shoes off and putting my feet on the grass and it, it wow. dawned on me like it was so real for me that that i i, I had moved so far away from so far away from the, the even the person that that I knew so the the, the me taking photographs I mean, I'm, I didn't really consider myself a, a photographer um, I studied studied painting mm -hmm. the photography took over I was using photography as a reference material for for my paintings and the photography slowly slowly took after and I, I I guess my the subject matter was so so different for me from having been fascinated with literally the the land itself mm -hmm. um, the elements fire earth water and air that i didn't really know how to engage with this new subject matter yeah and it was so foreign that it was it was completely exploratory in in, in the beginning and it was very macro in the beginning i was i was i had to try and take it all in in all its in all its detail that discovery process um, led me from that macro to To, to the micro, to to starting to realize that I had neighbors, that there were lives going on right next to mine that were just completely foreign to my upbringing. Yeah, it was just a, a, a completely exploratory. For for people who have not um, who have not seen your images yet, can you describe what you what you mean by macro? What can, what would these macro images look like? Because this is like this is people. This is not someone with a macro lens taking a picture of a nail on this table. They're talking completely something different here. But if you can describe what 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 that was, 
Okay, in, in terms of my experience, Johannesburg City, I'd, I had traveled internationally, I'd think, but I'd, I'd never really come to grips with the scope of a city, the vastness of, of, of a city. And Joburg's not particularly big as far as c- c- cities mm-hmm. go, but it was huge for me. My vantage point from very much the very center of Johannesburg, I could pretty much take, take it all in. So when I mean macro, I mean, I mean the sky down to street level I mean with a wide angle lens trying to take everything in as possible mm. and I, I, I think my progression of the way I saw progressed from well, I think it was very natural I think, I think anyone giving that amount of time in that context would firstly see, see it the way I saw it um, mm. in terms of the vastness of the, the city the concrete but just yeah, I mean, I was uh, quite literally. I was attracted to the sunsets, the sunrises, yeah. the, the, the 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 thunder showers. Even on on, a, on another level, just the, the the sound, which which strangely was was a bit like the sound of the sea. Uh, it was a, mm-hmm. a, a rhythm to the to, 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 to the sounds of, of of the city. Yeah, macro as in it was it was it was um, the, it was the context I've, I've found myself in. Um, and uh, I, I had to come to terms with the bigger picture, so to speak, before I could really start being fascinated with with with, with the smaller elements. Mm-hmm. Becoming comfortable with with a city is mm-hmm. always, especially when you're sort of new, especially from when you're from a very different environment, and 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 you're an artist as well. That can be sort of a journey in and of itself. That as you get more comfortable and you get more accustomed to being in a space. You can see it and experience it in a different way. Do you think that that played a big part in terms of how it went from what you initially did in terms of the sort of macro perception to something much different? Yes, but there was also a, there was something quite. I, I think for the most part, I'm quite subconscious. Uh, definitely, the pictures come before before the words. I was I was dealing with a very real perception of of Johannesburg that I'd heard that I heard talked about in sort of rumors and um, horror stories and um, yeah the general impression it just wasn't just wasn't a, a, a safe place to go it was a, mm-hmm. a, a, a no-go zone and um, a, a lot of what drew me well I wouldn't say that drew me drew me to it but I just wouldn't believe it until I until I understood it right. stood it myself when the chance came up to move Johannesburg, it just—it wasn't even an option. It was right then and there. Let's just let's just do it. If mm-hmm. I'm going to live in Joburg, I want to live in Joburg. Uh, the, the images that you have in the exhibit from your flight when you're looking down, I love learning that you come from a painterly background because that is really evident when you take a look at the photographs. Not just in terms of composition, but just in terms of feel and, and moment. I felt that. As graphically pleasing as those images are in terms of line, in terms of shape, in terms of the human gesture that I see in those, there was a, a feeling. I, I'm, I'm searching for the, you know, for the perfect word for it, but it's kind of eluding a, a me. But there was such a, a genuineness to the moments that you captured there that I really loved. The biggest compliment that I can give any photograph is that they wanted me to linger and that's what your pictures did. They wanted me to linger and take them in. When you were making the, 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 the photographs, how were you experiencing those moments? Were you 
was it strictly from a sort of a painterly aesthetic or were you sort of tapped into this thing that I'm talking about that I'm that I felt I was experiencing from the photographs well firstly thank you if if there's one thing um, that as an artist I'm I'm trying to do is is literally stop time for 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 someone um it's very easy to to browse past yeah. things so so if if I can get someone to to linger then 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 that's first prize then that's that that's great I've never really considered the connection between the painting and 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 the photographs except in the sense that um I've always been naturally drawn to the derelict and and the mundane mm-hmm. and previous to well, in between the painting and having moved to Johannesburg, I did a documentary project on um, South African drive-ins, which was it was a re- it was a real thing. Um, okay. I mean, we all think uh, drive-ins, Americana, ice cream cones, yeah, right. and um, stuff. But uh, we had at one time about 250 drive-ins in, in, in South Africa. I was certainly not overtly political at the time, but I'd, I would come across some drive-ins with a two meter high wall right down the center of the of the tarmac oh, just wow. such an, an anomalies like like that which so the there's a there's a there's a, a line which sort of accompanies most of my artist statements and it's a, a, about Joburg it's it's about conveying the content the the reality of the social context but mm-hmm. leaving some space for your imagination um there's a there's a sense of uh, a hope and a uh, a dream on in, in 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 the potential of what it, what it, it it could become. So having having a photograph or a painting be visually arresting first is 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 is, is for me important. Even though I I know and I've become accustomed to the fact that from other people's perspectives a lot of what I was depicting was quite depressing, not interesting, boring. So I I kind of given up on any sort of pop, popular notion, mm-hmm. and 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 yet as a visual person that's what always caught me first in terms of visual aesthetics i was looking for moments that were, were pleasing to to my eye and at the same time the, the the pictures of the city had something else they wanted to tell me right yeah in the sense that the the macro and the sunsets and the sunrises were were romantic postcards about and 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 i was i accidentally started running a venue at the time so I was encouraging other people to come into the CBD, mm-hmm. into Johannesburg, to ignore their perceptions, to, to, to give themselves a chance to come and re-experience Joburg and make up their own minds instead of... Mm-hmm. And part and parcel of that was, was, was making Joburg look good, yeah. making Joburg look like it was worth, worth, worth visiting. I think the pictures that you, you're referring to, the ones from the exhibition, they came a little bit, they came a little bit later. Mm-hmm. What I appreciate about those images, especially when it is about a city that has a quote-unquote sort of gritty reputation, is that there's a tendency to want to idealize the location, to basically create a fantasy of what people would like to think it is. And that means excluding certain imagery to to sort of hide it. Mm. Your images don't do that. Your images show real, genuine moments that some people would consider ugly or not worthy of a photograph. But within the context of the, um, the frame that you create, that is not only part and parcel of the story, but it also is an integral part of what makes it beautiful. So I like the fact that you're not trying to obscure that or delete that in order to convince people that there is something of worth 
in the city. I, I do still edit. I, there are still things that I don't that I don't show. That's not so much the fact that I don't think they're visually arresting or or, or, or interesting. Um, my issue with, with 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 some of that is is is, is a sense of a, a breach in privacy. Oh, okay. And even even the portraits that I take of people in Joburg, I don't necessarily consider portraits. At least as much as a, a, a beautiful photograph of Johannesburg, a sunset or a, a sunrise or something like that, um, is 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 a portrait of Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. I see the I see my pictures of, of people as portraits of Johannesburg. Okay. In in terms of in terms of the privacy, I've edited in a sense archetypally, so so, so that a, a, a moment that I witness in 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 Joburg is 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 not so much a personal moment, but it stands as an archetype for for a, a, a greater social social context and in, in that sense I've tried to avoid recognizable features I'm, I, I think I'm very aware of, of, of the politics behind representing right. representing people so I've, I've chosen deliberately to to in a sense distance distance the viewer from the discomfort discomfort mm-hmm. of, of, of being of witnessing essentially what's a very voyeuristic voyeuristic moment and uh, my intention is, is is to say that this is not a single moment this is happening all the time right. all around all around Joburg is part of that self-editing process involved concerns about stereotypes not mine per- personally okay. but the, the general perception not a stereotypical kind of person I, I, I have doubts about concrete concrete statements so, so f- for me, it was—it's never really been been an issue about about the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see what you, where, where you're going. There is that, unfortunately. Um, the, put it this way: some on occasion, I've I've deliberately pushed my sense in comfort in in terms of what I in what I make public, mm-hmm. in the hope in the hope that I've, I've exhibited some of these pictures for for six to, to eight years some I feel are, are, are contentious I, I think that line needs to be explored um, to the point where I'm, I'm inviting criticism and I know, I know that I'm open for it but no one has yet cornered me no one has yet said anything as much as like laugh it off okay that, that one's a bit, bit too, too much for yeah. me especially in respect to, 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 to nudity and especially the nudity of chil- children. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's an important d- debate to, to be having. So I would invite that sort of cr- criticism, which I, I know I'm guilty of in terms of who I am in South Africa and my upbringing. It's, it's problematic for, for a, a, a white person on top of a roof to be taking candid photographs of, of, of people of other races. Yeah. And yet I don't think that any other person with an interest in their environment would would do it anyway, would see it anyway. I, I, I think given the time, I, I don't think there's a problem with the looking. Ultimately, it's in a public space. I don't think there's a problem in the photographing. There, there, is, there is a blurred line where I choose to exhibit and on top of that, maybe profit from, from the images. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I bring it up just because... It, 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 it came to mind while looking at the the photographs and and you describing the, the editing process because for me as a person of color I I'm very aware of stereotyping particularly when I'm photographing not that that dissuades me from making the photographs but there's a I have a, a consciousness about it 
it really came um, to the fore last night. We were critiquing images for a contest involved street photography. And there were certain images that when I saw them on the screen, I had a visceral reaction to. Not because it portrayed anyone in a negative light, but it, it, was, it was something that I'm familiar with and I'm very res- sort of resistant to. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. You, but you didn't get that feeling from some of mine? No, I didn't get that from you at all. Okay. What, I, what I saw in some of the images that I saw last night was an objectification. Uh, it was this thing I'm photographing. They weren't really sort of a human beings. They were just fodder for a photograph. When I looked at your images, I saw the human figures in, in certain situations, very vulnerable positions. But for me, I saw those people occupying and existing within a space. And it wasn't so much the activity of this particular person that was sort of under your microscope. It was this moment, this person within the context of that moment. And I felt that, if anything, it wasn't so much about their race or their sex as it was about their humanity. You have a couple of shots in there with people bathing. I totally, I totally get that whole idea of privacy, especially in that particular sort of state. But I felt that even though we don't see these people and even though they didn't grant you permission to do it, I think that you afforded them a sense of dignity even though they may never be aware of the photograph. That was lacking in some of the images. Mm. And I know it's really hard to quantify on an audio podcast to show, okay, this is the difference between the two. But I think there is a, I think behind all that is an intention in terms of the photographer. Maybe not a conscious one in terms of, oh, this is how I want to represent people, but a sort of subconscious one in terms of how the photographer, the person behind the camera, is choosing to see that person within the context of what they're trying to create. So it's kind of long-winded. Hope that makes sense. But That does make sense. Um, look, it's not that I'm, I'm not making assumptions. I'm engaged in a reality which is very, very different from mine. And yet, I mean, I don't, don't, jump, jump, don't jump to conclusions easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm open, open to, 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 to my assumptions having... Or, being changed being changed over, uh, over time but it, I, I think what might be an interesting interesting thing to juxtapose with my current images and it's something that I'm planning at the moment is is to take is to print some proofs of the photographs I've taken mm-hmm. and perhaps see if I can't track some of my, my subjects down oh okay and, and, and I wouldn't Besides, had time having passed, I don't think I'm pretty sure I'll be able to find 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 some of them, and it would be interesting for me to to test my assumptions against against their reality. Mm. On on some level, I felt like like an outsider coming in in, in, in into Joburg, and I guess the very fact that I chose to go into Joburg says says something about me as well. But I don't. I'm going very round of, roundabout. It's, it's perfectly okay. Yes. This, yeah. is a, this is a podcast. <laughs> so you can go roundabout. You can dive underneath the table, yeah. come up for water. But the thing anytime. is, I don't know if I've answered your, answered your, your question. And, it, um, and it's, it's these kind of things which, which will play in my mind. For, you know, hey, I, I for days because I, I need the answers. I completely yeah, understand yeah, that we're yeah. diving deep. Yeah, you know, because I, I just I'm inspired to go in deep with you. Mm. But some people, I, I don't necessarily feel the need to. I just feel so engaged with the work 
And just in talking with you over the last couple of days, I've just felt so simpatico with you, even though our approaches and our subject matter are very different. When I was listening to you, I go, I get this guy. And I just, I just felt with both you and Anton, I just felt a, a, a connection, a synergy, a respect, even without really knowing you. All mm. I did, I just saw your pictures and I saw this guy talk for a bit. And all mm. of a sudden, and believe me, I've seen a lot of photographers show their work and talk and it didn't make that impression with me. And I think it's been really fascin a fascinating experience for me that I've traveled this far, halfway around the world, and I'm having this experience. And it may be part and parcel of the, of the jet lag <laughs> and, and the fact that I'm in a completely different environment, but I think it's, I think it's certainly sort of more than that. But th there's another question I wanted to, to, to get to, which is, speaks more about the, the photographic process, is because you were photographing from your flat, you were seeing the same scenes, basically the, the, the foundation of the scenes, the setting, the stage on which all this stuff was happening over and over and over again over a period of years. And as a photographer who's turning their lens to that, you get to see this sort of dynamic change, flux, uh, transitions, not only in terms of time of year and weather, but just the flow of people and how those settings can be transformed not only from day to day or season to season but like minute by minute and you know when you're photographing I'm, I'm wondering how that sort of sort of factored in, in into your to your process where you know is it you just grabbing shots when you can was there some time of sort of after a while that you just have you know what what led you during that time that you that you're there to say I'm going to make pictures now and this goes back to sort of the the, the in, intentionality. So we we moved into the rooftop in two thousand and three. We obviously we tried to we had as many house parties as as we could to try to get people to come and see see Joburg from that vantage point. And uh, by accident, we started a venue and a gallery. Um, so it became a sort of the idea of bringing people into town became a sort of professionalized, if if you like. And that that drew me a bit away from. My art, I'd, I'd essentially, without knowing it, put on, put on a, diff, a completely different different hat. I'd mm -hmm. become a, a, a business owner in, in, in the CBD, um, and it's probably also the reason for the switch between the painting and the photography, because the photography was more more immediate. Right. Um, and I, it, it, it was again without any intention, but it it, it 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 was just a way for me to sort of keep keep a foot in the door to mm -hmm. keep the, to keep that open, even though I I didn't feel like I was digesting it a lot a lot of photographers approach a f photograph with 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 a very concrete idea a concrete something that they that they they want to communicate for, for me it was more about saving it for later so that I, I, I it would give me time to right. to digest and I, and I wasn't digesting I wasn't thinking about the pictures I was taking I wasn't there wasn't any forethought or planning or mm. something so I, photography. What was problematic about what I was doing for me was, was the fact that I, I I wasn't really doing it consciously at all. And maybe there's a naive charm charm to that as well. Mm -hmm. So it was it's just it just became a part time a, a part time thing. It was only having left the venue and stopped running the stopped running the the, the space 
that I knew I had an, a huge curiosity and also a, a bit of a responsibility towards an, an, an archive. Mm-hmm. I knew that I had to, in the process of unpacking the disappointment of having lost the, the venue, the photographs were, were, were a constant reminder to me, a, a, a reference of, of the time that had, had passed. Right. So at, 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 it's an important document in terms of, for, for me personally, and yet also I think given the, given the, the timing of it, that change in, in Johannesburg was happening at, a, at, a, at an acce- accelerated rate. We're talking post-94, obviously, but, and yet as a 10-, 12-year project, it was, it was a relatively seminal part in, in, in the development of, 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 of Johannesburg. Since you've left the flat, how long ago has it been now? Three years. So how has your creativity as a photographer changed as a result of not having that that platform from which to to create well i'm trying to be disciplined about it i'm 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 consciously and i I don't know if this is the right decision or not but i'm i'm consciously almost trying to hold my back from hold myself back from creating new content Mm -hmm. because i i I feel like i i need to i need to hold this project in its entirety without adding new layers Okay. There's been so many, so many layers through the years that I, I, I feel like I need to come to terms with, with what exactly I've, I've done. And I, I'm, I feel like I'm currently and very intentionally in an editing phase. Right. And it's, a, it's about how to extract an essence or a, or a, a, a meaning and, and, and how I package that in terms of how, to, how I communicate, not the, the message Sorry, this comes back to something you said said a little little earlier. It's about the the hum, humanity mm-hmm. that I'm glad you see as evident in in, in, in the in, in the photographs because it, it comes with a, a slight bittersweet taste. So so without trying to package it in the sense that I'm I'm trying to make a fully fledged statement about about the archive, I want that sense to to come through that that this is real. It can be beautiful. And yet, it's all. They are also evidence of of symptoms, mm-hmm. um, social symptoms that that need need addressing. Yeah, I mean, I, when you were back at the restaurant, when you were talking about trying to figure it out, you know, trying not sure exactly what you're doing, that makes per- perfect sense to me in terms of the editing process. For me, that's the second point of discovery. The first point of discovery is when I'm making the pictures. Mm-hmm. The second point is when I'm looking at not just a single image when I'm looking at a body of work and I'm trying to figure out what the F was I doing. Because hmm. for me, I'm not like you. I'm not conscious about any of those things. I just know I'm just making whatever I need to make. And it's only later in retrospect when I'm trying to filter through all this stuff hmm. that I not only uh, decide but discover what was going on. And that yeah, seems to be exactly what you're talking about. It is, but in, in a sense, it's, it's quite strange because the photography was not necessarily my first point of discovery. The camera was simply a viewfinder at the time. And as I said, I, I, oh, I didn't okay. even feel like I was taking it in on the level that I feel, <laughs> feel like I, 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 I should have been. Um, it, was, it was just purely a, 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 recording, a recording device. So I'm, I'm throwing level one and two and three possibly into the editing phase. You're throwing everything on the wall and, and seeing uh, what sticks. <laughs> and part, part of the problem is that is, is the difficulty for me is in, 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 bill, is, is in dealing with the volume. 12 years um, is a long yeah. time, yeah. So um, 12 years 
just by themselves is a lot but 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 given my own personal development and feelings al- along the way that that's another layer on top of that which mm-hmm. sort of complicates in the sense I, I I need to try and divorce myself from the person I am now trying to make theoretical artist statement sense out of something and 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 the sense of the beauty and the naivety at which I've sought in the first place mm-hmm. and and all of the all of this as a as a as a as a practice as a uh, as a workflow as a methodology um, trying to come to grips with how to package it when when what I want to say in one file just yeah. put it all on the table here's 12 years you take it in um, which might take people a long time and I'm, I'm conscious that I need to break it down for myself and yeah. for and for audiences so that they that that essence comes through without any dilution so for you what is probably what's the singular thing that you find most difficult about this process I know there, there are a lot of the considerations but is there sort of a singular thing that you can point to that is the thing that you have to struggle against multi- in order to achieve what you've just what you just described <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know uh, look uh, I'm going to try um, honesty I think it's very f- important for me to try and be 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 honest to to the to the archive mm-hmm. I mean I it is a document of a time in Johannesburg's history which which after all is what I kind of hold on a on a, on a higher level so I want to treat that document with with the respect that I think think it deserves mm-hmm. but the, the presentation for me is key I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that you seem to have picked up a sense and, and you and you verbalized it in a way that 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 I'm grateful for because 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 it says to me that I'm kind of, it kind of communicates that it feel it feels like I'm getting something right mm-hmm. but but it's it's that and 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 being succinct in a way without leaving anything out um so so in terms of the editing process going from 30 40,000 images down to 10 which is a discipline which I'm slowly slowly learning yeah. um those 10 images because they stand in for moments days years the entire archive those are those those are very important choices to be made and 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 there's a there's a very clear divide for me between the the architectural macro pictures of Joburg and mm-hmm. and and the the per- personal portraits, and I, I'm not quite sure. Certainly, there's a, there's a combination in in that which I, I'm 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 struggling with. Yeah. Look, I mean, this I, I would love to continue just doing this. Um, I I think it's it's important for me. I I, I think it can be important for in a in a broader context in the terms of coming to to helping other people understand understand Joburg um, so I, what's important to me is also trying to make it feasible in terms mm-hmm. of the, my, the time I invest and, I'm, and I'm, I'm trapped in a sense between marketing and selling myself as a person who's, who, who makes Joburg look good and a person who who, who makes Joburg feel personal and, right. and, and, and interesting and, and something worth engaging in I so appreciate you being willing to be open and honest about the process because most photographers don't like talking about when they're in that nebulous place of <laughs> trying to figure it out. They either come out with this very clear, clearly defined evaluation of their own work or they'll bullshit. 
Mm. Right? And I'm glad that you're doing neither of that because it, it really helps me mm. uh, in terms of how I think about my own work. So thanks for that. My last question, it's a question that I ask each guest and I ask them to recommend another photographer for our listeners to discover and explore. And it can be anyone, someone you've long admired or someone you've recently discovered. So who would that photographer be and why? Um, thank you, firstly. I'm so bad at this kind of thing. Um, <laughs> people, I mean, I only Believe found it. Every I, guest <laughs> that's on that show can say exactly the same thing. I only found about uh, Cartier Besson like a month ago. Okay. It's just, I mean, I'm that, 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 that bad. I, I think um, I have two sort of standout historic photographers that have, that have been the measure for me in, in terms of they, they're both photographers that, that I, I, firstly I like I, 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 I like on a visual, visual level mm-hmm. one of which is, is more familiar to my, to, to my particular style okay. the other is something which I appreciate but just could never possibly achieve it's just it's not something I, and, and, and that difference is, is in literally shooting from, from your, your, the hip and creating creating realities and I think both, both of them are equally import, important Maybe these are not very good examples, but uh, I, I love Jan Saudek in terms of the his project he did in in, in the window where he was cr- created um, fantasies. La Chapelle is just for me someone who's who whose work I really appreciate, which is, is just I'm just not yeah. I mean, I, I guess it, at nature I'm a bit, I'm lean more towards the documentary, but so so I really appreciate some photographers who who can create their can create their own own worlds. Mm-hmm. And I'm missing someone. I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You, you, you got some good ones in there. So thank you so much, man. It really was a pleasure to get to know pleasure. you better. Thanks so much. Thanks again for joining us and for Alistair for sharing his story. To find out more about Alistair and his work, follow him on Instagram at intermission. That's I-N-T-E-R. M-I-S-S-I-O-N. And thank you for your continued support of The Candid Frame. If you haven't already, please take the time today to write a review in the iTunes store. Your ratings and comments help people to discover the great conversations that we offer here at TCF. Thanks to Victor Transfina from the U.S. and Matt Jeff from the U.K. for their five-star reviews. You can also support the show by making a monthly contribution through Patreon. Visit patreon.com forward slash the candid frame, or you'll find a link in the show notes and the candid frame website. Or if you just want to make a one time contribution to the show, you can do so via PayPal by clicking on the donate button on the candid frame website or in the show notes. Thanks to listener Diana Green for her generous contribution. It makes a big difference. Thank you. To access our complete archive of interviews, download the free candid frame app. Available for Apple iOS, Android, and Windows. It's the fastest and most convenient way to hear and save any of the great interviews we present here at TCF. Links for each can be found in the show notes and the website at thecandidframe.com. The Candid Frame's audio engineer is Martin Taylor, who you can find at theothermartintaylor.com. The show's senior producer is Cynthia Parker, and our music is from Kevin McLeod, whose royalty-free music can be found at incompetech.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at simply at IbarianX. And this is IbarianX, and this is The Candid Frame.